Hello, this is Roy Lilly. If you suffer ophidiophobia, skip the next couple of minutes. <laughs> In India, during British rule, Delhi was overrun with deadly cobras. The authorities, as a last resort, offered a bounty for every dead snake. It worked. Hundreds of the venomous nasties were whacked, bonked and zonked. Enterprising people realised they could make a few quid, so they started breeding cobras to whack, bonk and zonk. The authorities realised what was happening, withdrew the bounty, and in consequence, the breeders released the cobras, set them free, and the authorities were overrun with deadly cobras. Welcome to the oops factor in policymaking, the law of unintended consequences. We have an oops issue in care homes. Her Majesty's Government have mandated all care home staff must be vaccinated against you-know-what by November the 11th. It makes sense to me. Put your granny in a care home that's not 100% vaccinated. Why would you do it? Now, the savvy brain boxes of the Institute of Health and Social Care Management got wind that this well-intended policy might cause unintended problems and carried out a survey. It turns out they were right. In some places, up to one in five care home workers are declining the vaccine. Some are pregnant, some are anti-vax, and some are, well, I don't know, they just don't want it. Well, it's a free country, B&Q are hiring, and they pay more, so cheerio. But <laughs> the unintended consequences of HMG's well-intended vax rules means an unexpected huge fallout of care home staff. Majorly of ethnic origin and young women worried about fertility, having babies and breastfeeding. HMG's own calculations point to 68,000 care workers potentially leaving, and it seems they will. Here's the point. There are already 100,000 vacancies in the sector, and winter is coming. Ouch. It seems care home managers are unable to persuade their people that despite overwhelming evidence, vaccinations are safe and the most important tool we have to protect each other. If staff don't trust that message, then it says something about the relationship between care home managers and their workforce. It's a failure of trust and that says something about leadership. But I can sort of understand why. In general, this is a murky world. The workforce is understaffed, underpaid, undertrained, and certainly underregulated. For example, HC1, that has 8,000 residents in 170 care homes, has just hiked its fees by 3.6%. Their average resident is already paying 40,000 a year. It's reported during the year HC1 extracted 2 million in management fees. HC1's ultimate parent company is, is incorporated in the tax haven of the Cayman Islands. It owns property through a company registered in the Isle of Man, where profit from rental income is not subject to corporation tax. Mm. And in today's e-litter, I link to the full story. It doesn't mention the company is run by David Bean, former CQC boss and chair of Health Education England, who still sits with the board of NHS England. How many families sell their mum's house to contribute to Bean's commodiousness? Don't know. Care home staff are exploited. Some providers exploit the tax system 
And at the other end of the scale, proprietor-run care homes are clinging on to solvency, run on a shoestring, and their commitment to love and duty exploited by commissioners. The unintended consequences of VAX policy coming on top of vehicles for profit extraction, low wages, vacancies, poor leadership tells me the sector will implode. Already some operators are handing back contracts. Unvaccinated care staff will go and work for domiciliary care companies or the NHS, neither of which is mandating vaccinations, creating a new problem. If being pregnant is a real issue, a joint HMG and sector initiative could extend maternity leave. Solved in one. I never thought I'd hear myself say this, but there is no future for a care home sector loaded with debt, trying to do the work of nursing homes without the funding, the staffing, the training, consolidation or voice anyone will listen to. Before 1948, when health services were in a similar mess, Bevan nationalised the infrastructure, the NHS emerged and has sustained us for over 70 years. Residential and domiciliary care is heading for a collapse. It's time for a national care service. Time for a Bevan moment. Thanks for listening. I look forward to sharing my thoughts with you again soon. Bye-bye now.